going on this week for us. Awesome. Yeah. Bring so that's kids. Saturday night? Uh, Friday. Friday night. Friday night from 5 to 9, Fillmore, Livable City, killing it. I'm making it so people can have super fun Christmas time. Awesome. And I believe there'll be toy giveaways as well. So, hey. you know, so, you know helping out the community and helping out the kids. So. Yeah. Yeah, I wish, um, I love it when you hear that, like, rich people buy, like, um, with Draymond Green, when he, at the beginning of the school year, he gives all the kids backpacks and filled with school supplies. And I hope that there's some people around this time of year that give bikes to kids. I would mm -hmm. love to see children with bikes. Um, and a lot of kids can't afford bikes. Their parents can't afford bikes. So, you know, go out, donate to somebody. Adopt a family. That happens, too, in the city. You can adopt a family. Help them with Christmas. If you're someone who makes a lot of money and you want to give back, please give back. <laughs> please find a way to do that Get for someone the, else. Christmas is about the spirit of giving and being kind to others. Yeah, Not smile about at materialism someone. and capitalism. Exactly. Let's smile at someone on the street. Yeah. It's about a spirit. Humanity. Yeah. Exactly. And if someone smiles at you, don't offer them $10 to make out. <laughs> 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 Not like that one guy. Like that one guy. Yeah, I was like, oh, I had some fucking holiday spirit. Now it's gone. But I'm going to try to get it back. Um, okay, love, love, love. Have the best a holiday ever. And, um, yeah. We'll, we'll probably, will we be back next week? I will, yeah. Well, we'll be we'll back, next, we'll be back week, next week, and then we'll know. And then we'll know. we'll know. Yes, we'll know. Well, no, we won't back next week because the meeting that I have to go to is at 155. Okay. The meeting that I'm going to with my T-shirt on to find out whether we oh get the God. grant or not. Yeah. Okay. So. So I'm gonna be I'm gonna be there. Uh, and hey, anybody who wants to come, I'll give you a free T-shirt from Mutiny Radio, and you can sit with me. They're not gonna take attendance, and they're, we're not allowed to say anything. But I find out how much, if any, money I get from Mutiny Radio, and if I don't, like I will. Probably me, someone will have to call 911 because I will pass out probably either way. Send me the information because I'll go. I will. Okay. Yay. Okay, everybody. Have a great week. Bye. Don't support people that aren't nice. <laughs> <laughs>
like that and now we do it like this we did it like that and now we do it like this go inside your mind and find a time that you miss and just think about the steel in your fist it's just an extension of your arm it's that ghetto type of charm that makes all the homeboys swarm can i drop the bomb oh yes i can move with the groove smooth like gichi dan who is the man that kid there who is the chick with the pick in her hair angela or uh, davis and we roll like avis rent a car kid there you are you know where to find me whenever you need me if you know the app follow the path to the land of the aftermath but don't frolic in the mix crazy ass crooklyn kids cause they always throwing a body on my lawn i'm getting a rock while i'm without a collar get off my block boy and give me a dollar for the trouble or get blown up like a bubble now let's take a sec to think back of the 7-0, but Brooklyn was the place to go. Flow on the journey up the Crown Heights. Habits feel, feel the real, the real on your life. Right, individuals live in the PJs. DE will check my DJ. Hey, play what I wanna play in the day. But in the night, I feel the right. Took the left, Bucktown, Brooklyn, break it down. Head from state to state, travel as I unravel the rate. How it tap Scott and Sutter. I remember way back in the days playing hot piece of butter. Brother, if you want another lesson, Session. Take it back, Blacksmith and Wesson. Press your luck, you get stuck by buck. Throw your box. Master Ace has the taste for ducks and duck sauce. So tell Lord Digger, dig a grave for the bones. Sticks and stones while I kick some ancient homes through your domes. Act went back to attack your home. So t- can I flip? Welcome, everyone. Hey. Is this, is this, is this thing on? I can't, I can't tell. Oh, it is. It's on. Hi. Knock, knock. Feminism. I can get my own fucking door, thanks. That's the precept of feminism. A lot of women in the 70s burned bras and read books so I can talk about my butthole on stage. Which incidentally looks like someone threw a hand grenade into a deli. The tiniest Arby's got the meats. So... I'm obviously single. I'm so single. It's so awful. Um, I'm so nervous for this stupid two-minute thing tonight, you guys. I have to be totally honest. I hate competition so much that, like, I can't even remember anything. Uh, Put your hands together for your first comedian, everybody. Wally Hippolito! Yay! Oh, shit. What's up, y'all? Happy Friday. Happy Friday. How y'all doing? Good, good. You look, you two look snazzy. Where y'all heading off to after this? Only here? Damn, you're way too overdressed for this, bro. All right. Uh, y'all have a good Thanksgiving? No, not at all? Dude, man, I feel bad for you. I had my first really good Thanksgiving. I had my first Thanksgiving ever last week. Yeah, I went I went down to SoCal with my girlfriend, spent it with her family. It was it was a good time, man. It was, uh, I thought it was going to be different because my, uh, my girlfriend's Puerto Rican, right? Like, but it was like... It was just like any other Thanksgiving, you know. They had turkey, mashed potatoes, cream corn, a racist uncle. Like it was honestly great, man. Like it was, it was so good that uh, it was so authentic that the uncle even called me a gook. Yeah, you know that's fun. You know, at least he knew I was Asian, right? You know, that's that's great. Honestly, it's great. Um, what else? I I realized I'm getting a little bit dumber because uh, all I watch now is action movies. Yeah, yeah, you know, there, n- there's not a lot of thought press process going on when you're watching the Terminator series all day, you know what I mean? Like, that's 
That's really my thing. I, I recently watched um, Wakanda Forever. You guys know the Black Panther movie? Yeah, when, it was a great movie. I loved it. Um, I didn't think that... Uh, I didn't think that I would I would be so sad while watching it, you know. It's 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 really heartfelt. I don't know where the fuck I'm going with that part. But uh anyways, um you guys have been keeping up with the Kanye? Keeping up with Kanye? There's some crazy shit, man. I think today he put up a swastika on his Twitter, which was insane. So Eli uh, Elon Bandom, which is crazy. No, I feel bad for Kanye honestly because like you know, he's uh, he's got a lot of mental issues, and he's asking for help for, like, the most obscure things, you know what I mean? Like, a couple weeks ago, he went, he talked to a reporter and said to him, like, hey, you know, my wife's fucking a man, a white man with a 10-inch dick, and nobody will help me. But it's like, bro, what do you want us to do, suck it for her? Like, that, like that's not going to happen, bro. Like, we've all seen the tapes. Like, she could do a really, she does a really good job on her own already, you know? Just like, but honestly, it was like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Like, if you've heard the song All of the Lights, he says, you know, restraining order, can't see my daughter. Her mother, brother, grandmother hate me in that order. And I just feel like, you know, he's been doing this to himself for the last couple years. It's kind of crazy, honestly. Cool. Um... What else did I want to go? Um, fuck, I fucking blanked out. Uh, oh, have you, have you? Do you guys have your uh, Spotify? Have you guys done your Spotify yearly wrap-ups? Yeah, I, I uh, no. Do you know what that is, man? It's it's some bullshit that Spotify does every year to make. It shows you how many, how long, uh, how much music you've been listening to, or like what you've been listening to, right? It's the algorithm. Yeah, I have a. Uh, I like seeing other people's uh, Spotify yearly wrap-ups because it lets me know how, like, boring they are. You know, like, I had one of my friends, she always tells me, like, Wally, I'm a bad bitch. You know, nobody nobody has a mind like mine. My mind's unique. It's like, okay, but you listen to Drake and Future for 24 hours a day, so I don't know, like, bitch, you're as basic as fuck, you know? All right, cool. Um, great set so far. Um about Shen Yun, no. Uh, yeah, I, I was um, I was reflecting about the last couple of years of the pandemic, and uh, thank you. I was reflecting on the last couple of years of the pandemic, and um, I was honest. I'm like, that wasn't real, right, guys? Like those first, those two years of the pandemic was not real. I remember um, like people were doing sh weird shit that I didn't know could happen. Like I remember during the protest when George Floyd was mur murdered, there was a group of people who were crumping in front of cops. Now I don't know if you know what crumping is, but that's it, it, you got to look at look it up. All right, y'all. I'm Wally Hippolito. I'm gonna give the time back to the room, y'all. <laughs> Wally Hippolito, everyone. I know what crumping is. It was that weird dancing where you like kind of like jumped around. And yeah. I'm really old. I know what crumping is. Yeah, that's weird. I'm so old, I have to use reading glasses to pack my bong. Your next comedian, funny lady, put your hands together for Amy Stringer. Hello. Yeah, um, to, to f I, I have something about Kanye, too, to follow up with Wally. Um, I think I just think his downfall is timed so perfectly to the latest album release of Taylor Swift. It's just just I think she engineered it, honestly. I think um, it was her like like she played the long game, like like ever since he took the mic from her in 2009 at the Grammys. She was like, OK, I see what's going on. 
Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like, uh, I don't, I don't have like anything else to say about that or a punchline. I just feel like she's severely underrated as a businesswoman. What I'm saying. Um, I, I really, I love witches. Um, thank you. I feel like I was a witch in a past life or maybe I am still a witch. I, I just love everything about them. Um, but I feel like they get a bad rap and like not much has changed since the Salem witch trials. Like, um, like yeah, they ate a kid or two every once in a while, but only the fucking annoying ones that deserved it. Like, you know what they say, witches say, double, double, toil and trouble, fuck around and find out. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I'll be like, I'll be like joking with a guy, you know, I'll be like talking with one of my guy friends. I'll be like, oh yeah, I'm a witch. And he'll be like, uh, I can see the terror in his eyes and I can like almost hear his thoughts going like, okay, how can we get her in a lake? <laughs> Where is the closest body of water and how can we make it look like an accident? I just, I feel like not much has changed. Hmm, let's see. Oh, I, I really, I, <laughs> I, I think looking at bookshelves, like other people's bookshelves, I love doing that. Like, it's such an intimate thing, seeing the books on another person's shelf. It's like a window into their soul, almost. And I was looking at my bookshelf the other day, and I realized I have not read like 80% of the books on my bookshelf. And, and I was just thinking, what does that say about me? Like you say, they say you, you can never, you shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but that's all you can really judge me on because I don't know what's in them. Cool. Anyway, women squirting is fun. <laughs> Yeah, women. I, I. It's weird. Women squirting. Like, like, what's really going on there? Thank you. It poses a lot of philosophical questions for me. Like, um, if a tree falls in the forest and there's no one around to hear it, is squirting pee? I don't know. Yeah, we got a yes in the in the back. Yeah. <laughs> There's always a guy who's like, yeah, it is. I know what I'm talking about. Uh, I don't know. I've heard a lot of different things. I think, you know, it's one of life's impossible conundrums. It's like Schrodinger's pussy. It's like, in theory, it might sound gross, but in practice, I have gotten nothing but rave reviews. Um, it's like the water park. Like, like, no one knows what's in that water. But who isn't having a blast? All right, thank you. Goodbye. Amy Stringer. Your body is a water park. That's like, and every time I th hear the word water park, I think of John Mayer. <laughs> I don't know why. I just do. All right, your next comedian. I hope he hears from outside. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Sam McGavern. What kind of crowd is this? I forgot to read the room. 
Oh, so how long you guys been doing audience for? All right. Are we laughing? Have we laughed yet? Have we gotten some laughs in tonight? That's a good thing. That is a good thing. I, uh, I couldn't get a sitter for this. My kid's outside in the car with a note on the window that says nothing valuable inside. All right. All right, all right. I hate San Francisco. I stepped on a syringe the other day. Now I'm vaccinated. All right, went right through my crock hole. All right, is this thing on? Cool. What's up, machine? Good to see your face, man. You're a hell of a good sight, man. You're, uh, who's this? Your lady. Hi, I'm Sam. Nice to meet you. Nice pink coat. Breast Cancer Awareness Month in the coldest month of the year. The nips are out. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. Cool. Love it. Love it. We're having fun here. This is good, man. I uh, I got a sign in my bedroom that says Dead Man's Point. People have fallen to their deaths from this point. And sometimes I sit in my chair and I look at this big metal sign and I think about all the people that have fallen to their deaths since I stole it. All right, cool. I think I'm a pretty good guy, though. On Sundays, I go around the neighborhood and take the parking tickets off people's cars. I like to walk around other people's neighborhoods with a coffee mug so it looks like I live around, you know? Like, got my, got my coffee mug. What's up, neighbor? I live here, you know? Look at my coffee mug. Couldn't have gotten far, you know what I mean? Yeah, one time a guy stopped me, asked me if I was new to the neighborhood. I said, yeah. He said, he said, uh, what do you say? He goes, uh, oh, the homeowners association didn't let us know of a new homeowner. And I, I told him that that's because I was going to tell everyone my, I, I was going to introduce myself personally, uh, you know, because I have to legally because I'm a sex offender. So, all right, we didn't follow the premise. The punch didn't hit. That's okay. That's okay. We're moving on. Oh, I'm really into Ancest. I think my grandma's a babe. Yeah, cool. She's got a body like an hourglass, big feet, big head, and a thin vagina that has sand in it. All right, do we like it? We hate it. All right, I'm, I'm just gonna do two minutes tonight because I have a two-minute comedy competition that I'm gonna that I'm gonna do later. So I don't wanna I don't wanna over practice. You know what I mean? All right, I've been Sam. Have a good night. Sam, everyone. Bye. Are you going to Slate um, to do it again? Oh, have fun. Your next comedian runs a show. Well, used to, we don't know what's happening. Duh, but uh, he's wonderful. Put your hands together, everybody, for Dan Britton. Thanks for clapping. Oh, God, this is awful. I'm standing in front of people, and I can just, you're all judging me, and I'm so scared of you guys. Oh, my God, this is so scary. I, I, fuck it, like, fuck all you guys, I hate you all, like, I, uh, I really love comedy, the art form, but I hate comedy, the lifestyle, like, comedy, the art form is cool because it empowers me to say whatever I can say, but comedy, the lifestyle, it means that I have to listen to people who are homeless even when I'm indoors, and I hate that. Are you homeless, ma'am? And get a new jacket. Sorry, sorry, sorry. That was really weird. You're hanging out with this guy? <laughs> She's about to leave your ass, brother. I'm sorry. What did you say? Your name's Machine? Did you give your, yourself that nickname? I'm done talking to you. You're dumb. Okay. I recently read a book. 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, I'm not going to talk about that. Um, so Donald Trump recently had dinner with a known racist. And then whenever everybody was like, I didn't even know who that guy was. Everybody was like, you clearly knew who that guy was. And that guy was Kanye West. <laughs> the known anti-Semite who went on record saying that slavery was a choice. Donald Trump was like, oh yeah, I never heard of that guy. But in his defense, I mean, he probably never listened to the college dropout, so it's like, what are you going to do? None of my ideas are as entertaining as, or like as fascinating as you guys are, so I'm just going to talk to you. What's your name, dude? Yeah, no, the fucking chair. Yeah, you. What's your name, dude? Nice. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. My name's Dan. Sometimes, sometimes whenever people meet me, I swear to God, they'll be like, oh, Dan, that's a cool name. Is that short for something? And I'll be like, uh, yeah, it's, sh it's short for Daniel. What's your name? Stu? Oh, what's that short for? Stupid? Thought so. The other thing I hate about comedy as a lifestyle is like you have to be active on social media to like try and prove to everybody like I'm a real comedian because I show Facebook everything about my life, yada yada. Bunch of fucking pussies. You guys ever open Instagram or like any app and then you're like there's nothing on this shit and then you close it and then two seconds later you open it again and you ask yourself like what the fuck, am I an idiot? And you're just there standing People who just stand like the, who have jobs that can just like stand there like this, looking at their phone for hours at a time. I just, I don't have an opinion, but it's not a nice opinion. Does that, thank you very much. Amy was talking about squirting the other day, or squirting a few minutes ago. I, uh, I had a girl <laughs> squirt on me the other day. It was fucking awesome, man. <laughs> oh, God, these two people up here are just mortified. Sorry, boomers, I'm very open about my life. I was just, she was riding me cowgirl, and she just, it was like her vagina just exploded hot and ice liquid all over me, and <laughs> I was like, all right, I like this. So anyway, I like I like vaginas more than I like anal, but hey, good night. Keep your hands clapping for Dan Britton. <laughs> Clap your hands, because soon he'll have the clap. All right. I was trying to make a good segue there, but that was just mean. Uh, that was lovely. Your next comedian. Oh, he's just a joy and a wonderment. Put your hands together for Josh Kotsky. Yay! Wait, Dan, did you see on Instagram? I uh, took a big shit this morning, so... Uh... Uh, I love Star Wars. I used to think it would be awesome if the Force was real until I realized that the Jedi are really just a religious cult with superpowers, which would be terrifying in San Francisco. You're walking down Market, a man in a robe approaches you. You will buy tickets to Shen Yun. Love uh, documentaries too. I just saw this great one on Netflix about this uh, addiction study where these scientists put a rat in a cage with two buttons. 
Now, pressing the first button would dispense cocaine, and pressing the second button would dispense an Oreo cookie. Now, the scientists were trying to find which of the two substances is most addicting, but what they actually found is the world's luckiest rat. I, I, got, in a, I got in a fight with my girlfriend uh, a few nights ago, and it got really bad, um, like to the point where I had to ask her if she was breaking up with me, and she was like, Josh, breaking up with you is the last thing I want. So it's on her list. She just has some chores to do, you know? Uh, I feel like we're all getting stupider. I uh, <laughs> feel like we're all getting stupider. My family is for sure. Uh, my great-grandfather once told me that during World War II, he was a radar operator. And while manning his position, he would play mental chess with his colleagues. So no board, no pieces. They would just tell each other moves. And he would rem remember everything. And I need a notebook to memorize my dick jokes. Yeah, I don't know. It really is incredible, though. He once told me that he played a game of mental chess every single day that he was stationed at Pearl Harbor. Looking back, probably should have focused more on the radar, but hindsight's way away. Thanks. We have a we have like a two-minute thing later, so I just want to see how many jokes I could get in two minutes. Um, like some of the comics know here, um, I was on Wheel of Fortune a while ago. Like that's not a joke. I got to be on a game show, won a little bit of money, and it was cool. Um, so I, I like won the main round, got to the bonus round. The the bonus puzzle was quite ambitious, and my guess was <laughs> that didn't go well. Um, a lot of people, when you tell them you've been on a game show, they'll be like, "Oh my God, you're so lucky! That sounds amazing." No one's ever like, "What's it like to have a letter cost you one million dollars?" I fucking hate the letter Q. I hate Qs. All right, what are they? Just places for British people to stand in line. I I, I hate Q. <laughs> hate Q. They always complain. They're like, uh, nobody nobody understands me without my friends here. And it's like, dude, shut up. That sounds like a you problem. <laughs> I had to. Um, it's also the most poorly placed in the gay alphabet. LGBTQ. They could have been the LGBTQs. You know? I don't know. But I, I hate Q, and I know I'm not the only person who feels this way, because um, I started an online forum for like-minded individuals. Uh, we called it Q Haters Anonymous. We have shortened it recently um, to QAnon, and it's not going well. Um, we've we've lost we've lost them recently. I'll just be like, guys, we hate Qs, and they'll be like, JFK is coming back, and I'm like, no, 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 no. We hate Qs, and they're like, Joe Biden's a lizard person. And I'm like, we hate Qs, and they're like, we hate Jews. And I'm like, that's close enough. I'm over it. All right, I got time for like one more. Um, took these self-driving cars, like the Waymos and all that, and now Microsoft is making their own self-driving car, which I don't trust at all. Like, I got pissed enough when Excel crashes on me, you know? That's how we're going to end it. All right, thanks, guys. Hello. Clap your hands together for Josh Kotsky! What number are you tonight? <laughs> I'm in the I'm in like the I'm in the beginning. Uh yeah, I'll do my best. Put your hands together for your nice comedian, everybody. Phil Patrick! Yay! Right. So uh, I uh, grew up in a household full of women, and uh, they taught me to pee sitting down. 
which I was embarrassed about that at first. Uh, and then I realized it's a lot better. So now I pee sitting down all the time, uh, but it can make the other guys at the urinal uncomfortable. Um, I think, I think jewelry is very confusing. We have rings on our toes and anklets. I don't even know what an anklet is. I think we should wear watches on our ankles. Uh, that way when I buy feet pics online, they're timestamped. We got a foot finder guy right there. Um, so I have a question. We got some nature lovers here. Anybody a nature lover? Yeah. Uh, yeah, this guy. Okay. Do you think slutty butterflies have tattoos of people? Um, so I, I've got I've got a lot of friends getting married and having kids, and my fridge is just littered with photos. And I'm starting to wonder how long I should keep them on my fridge. Like, what is the separation point between a good friend and a serial killer on my fridge? So like I started organizing them by like blondes in the top left corner, you know, kids on the right, and like virgins in the bottom. Okay, all right, I'll work on that one. Cool. Um, I was looking at a graph recently that was showing that. The more sexual partners you have, the higher your chances of divorce. Um, nice. So anyways, basically showing more people you have sex with before marriage, the higher your chances of divorce, which is great for my anxiety because now when I have a one night stand, I just think, wow, this will devastate my future children. Um, I think we could do better with terminology. Uh, wet dreams versus wetting the bed. How are like 12 year olds supposed to remember the difference? When I was a kid, I thought my, my friend wore diapers to sleepovers because he had thick loads. Um, and then I got jealous and I was like, well, why, why don't I come that much? So then I looked online and read that if you drink more water, it can increase your load size. Um, so then before bed, I just drank a ton of water. And uh, now I just have a peeing fetish. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but dating apps, they've really escalated in tears. Like a couple of years ago, um, there was like Tinder Gold, which allowed you to swipe more profiles. And now there's like Tinder Platinum, move your profile to the top. I'm really excited for next year. It's going to be Tinder Diamond. They literally cannot swipe no on your profile. All right, what else we got? Oh, yeah. So I was talking to with my, my partner recently about sex and our sexual encounters. And I think we realized that it's like we watched two different movies. So like when I when I think about the, mo the sex we just had, I'm like, oh, yeah, that was, that was the extended edition, very long. And then she's like, I, I don't know, it was kind of more like a trailer. And I think the worst part about it is when she just like mixes up the character names. All right, so there was, there was a teacher in San Jose recently uh, and they got caught, it was, a, it was a female teacher and she got caught going down on one of her students. And I always think it's interesting seeing the different reactions when something like this happens. Like you'll see women on Facebook posting like, oh my God, that woman's the devil, she should rot in jail. And then you see all these old men and they're just like, fuck, I wish teachers existed like that back in my day. Well, the truth is those teachers did exist. Uh, they were just sucking the cool kid's dick. All right, I'm Phil Patrick. Thanks, guys. Phil Patrick! Hooray! Oh, that was lovely. I always wanted to be a college professor, but uh, I, I just I couldn't because I would fuck all of my students. Uh, your next comedian, such a funny lady, so excited that she's here. I haven't seen her in forever. I was just thinking about you. Put your hands together for Vicky Causal. Yay! Um, and here was my son. Uh, he's forced to sit through all my performances. That's how he pays his rent. 
um, people often think we're a couple, you know, uh, they're like, uh, guys, are you a couple? You look so similar. If we look so similar, we are probably not a couple. Um, you know, I love open mics. My only problem with open mics is that I only have four minutes to tell my jokes. And in my case, it takes people four minutes to just get used to my accent so they can start listening to my jokes. Um, you know, I tried fixing my accent, but it's a Russian-Ukrainian accent, one of the hardest to fix. I even went to a speech coach, and she told me to speak like an American, you've got to open your mouth wider, use your jaw. And I was like, that's exactly how you get yourself in trouble in my homeland. <laughs> by opening your mouth too much. Uh, see, my people have been watched by their government for so long, they evolved to speak with their mouth shut. Not an easy habit to break. You can hear people talk. <laughs> it's just who said what, that's impossible to determine. Um, I wanted to do stand-up comedy for a long time, but I was always conscious of my accent. Um, and I asked my friend, who is very culturally inclined, uh, do you think it's okay if someone who speaks with a funny accent tells jokes on stage, and he's like, uh, as long as your jokes are funnier than your accent, it's okay. <laughs> um, I, I saw a dream a couple of days ago, um, and in it I let a genie out of a you know magic lamp, and he said he's gonna grant me three wishes, and I said, okay, wish number one, I wanna be uh, rich. Surprise, surprise. He's like, oh, that's easy, you know, you're rich now. Uh, wish number two, I want to be happy, because what's the point of being rich if you're not happy? I don't want to end up like those rich people who hang themselves, right? Uh, they have everything and, and they end their lives. Uh, very, very easy, he said, uh, smart, smart move. Um, you are happy now. Um, and then I was like, you know what, since I'm rich and happy, my third uh, wish is to live forever, so please grant me immortality. And he's like, nope. Impossible because you know the 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 way the world structured and things connected with each other uh, prohibits that you know uh, the, uh, humans should be fearful of death. Uh, so no no genie in the world no deity no no um, sorcerer is gonna is gonna do it for you wish for something else. I'm like, uh, okay okay how about you fix my accent? And he thought and thought and thought and then he said. Uh, how long did you say you wanted to live forever? Done. Because <laughs> uh, you know, the way you say three wishes, the way you say three wishes, I don't think there was a genie or a deity or a sorcerer in the world who can fix that. <laughs> um, uh, you know, people often ask me if Russian language is difficult to learn. Uh, learning is manageable, forgetting is impossible. Uh, I've been trying for 30 years to get it out of my mind, uh, and I and I can't. Uh, no luck so far. Um, I think the problem with me is that I'm linguistically monogamous. You know, <laughs> uh, you know. Once I learn the language, I stuck with it. I have a friend who has an incredible ear for different languages. You know, she can she can listen to a conversation of tourists and pinpoint to exactly the map where they came from, like, oh, these people are from Italy, these people are from Greece, these people are from um, Ireland, th th these people are from um, um, the Saudi Arabia. And, you know, I, I'm just, it blows my mind. I, I can't hear any of those nuances. None of those nuances. To me, all these people came from La La Land. Because all I can hear them say is la la la, la la la, or English, or la la la. 
that's my time, guys. Thank you so much. Hooray for Vicky Cuddle. And then yay. I love her accent. And you brought me like a Kiev cake. Hell yeah. Uh, your next comedian. New to the scene, making waves, writing jokes, being great. Put your hands together for Sean Durham. Yay. How we doing? All right, I'm gonna be heavily using notes tonight, so. Uh, I lost uh, 40 pounds over the pandemic. Thank you, thank you. Chemo's going horribly. No, but uh, I, I did lose 40 pounds, and uh, people started making the comment uh, like, uh, oh, you look so good. Which is kind of fucked up for me, because losing weight didn't really fix any of the things I thought were wrong with my body. Like, Losing that weight didn't give me eyebrows or make my head fit in hats properly. Now, I actually lost uh, weight over a health concern, and that uh, health concern was that I uh, couldn't stop shitting myself, actually. Yeah, every fart became like a gamble, and I was losing bets all the time. It was the worst game of craps. That was a new one. Okay. No, uh, it did get to a point, though, where, like, um, I just, if I was in public, I had to hold the fart in until, like, it was absorbed into my body. And, uh, and yeah, it just wasn't worth the risk of having to, like, waddle over to a bathroom and scrub the Taco Bell meat out of my underwear. Terrible. Okay, I'm gonna go to a completely new one, so bear with me here. Uh, okay, yeah, 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 wait, I remember the beginning of it. Uh, has anyone here seen the film uh, Bang Bus? Okay, we got one. No, uh, I do like asking that question though, because uh, it gets a little hesitation, since we are like the age of uh, ethical porn, and Bang Bus is not ethical, because uh, they don't wear seatbelts. No, but um, I uh, if you haven't heard about Bang Bus, Bang Bus is a a film, a porn where uh, they pull up on random men in this bus, right? And they use a naked woman to ask them if they like want to come on the bus and prematurely ejaculate on camera for all of their family and friends to see. And uh. It's a cool, it's a cool porn. I like it, you know. I've really only watched it though, like one or two hundred times. But uh, it is interesting to me that that was like my fantasy for a while. That someone would just like come up to me and ask me if they if I want to have sex with them, because that's kind of like reckless behavior for me. Because most times I'm walking around with just like this like musty aroma coming from me. Like I need time to prepare for that shit. Like I said, new shit, so I have no idea where. Uh, I also, like, I don't carry condoms with me on a daily basis. I actually think that would be kind of weird if I just always had a condom on me ready for that. Because, like, I work with children, and uh, if I just accidentally dropped a condom on the floor, I don't know how to explain myself out of that. Like, no, no, it's not weird. I always have a condom on me when I come to school. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening to that shitty joke.
Keep your hands clapping for Chandram. As condoms, that's cool. Back in the day when weed was illegal, one time I had weed in my backpack, and then the do- drug dogs came in, and then I was so lucky because a kid had weed in his bag, so I didn't get in trouble. Yay! I got to teach for a whole nother year. Your next comedian, clap your hands together for Ajay Damodaran. How you guys doing? We doing? We feeling good? You feeling good? Make some noise if you're not a comedian. You guys, you guys hesitated a second there. You're like, I could do this shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody that's walking into this bathroom, by the way, if you're curious, they're just doing coke. That's that's the reason. That's the coke bathroom. Um. Okay. I'm gonna do some jokes. I uh, I'm dark skin. I'm pretty dark skin. I got bullied for it a lot when I was a kid. Um. One thing that people like it's a really egregious thing that people say like little kids are like racist right so like little kids like little light-skinned kids will walk up to me and be like oh your skin's the color of poop so i would always like politely respond and be like well your skin's the color of bird poop so i don't know it's if it's for for all like if you're that much better you know like if you go swimming at the beach and a seagull takes a shit on you you're not going to notice for a while so that's a weird joke. All right. Um, I wish I was that cool to say that shit when I was like a child. There's no way I would have had a zinger like that. I, uh, um, yeah. I, I, I think both my parents. Uh, they're 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 great people. My mom's like a well accomplished engineer. My dad's like a seasoned academic. And I feel like my older brother got like their best qualities, right? Like my mom, my older brother got like my mom's work ethic and like my dad's money, and uh. I got like their worst qualities, right? Like I got my, I'm like antisocial like my dad and I grow a mustache like my mom. So, okay. I don't know about that. Um, I, uh, I'm a very paranoid person. I don't trust dentists. I, uh, I feel like they, they're just untrustworthy people. They, they, they say that like poor dental health leads to memory loss. Have you guys heard that? Cause apparently like it, the bacteria or some sh- I don't, it sounds like bullshit to me, cause like I I I make that justification because I have bad teeth coverage, like I don't have good. It just that just sounds like a threat, honestly. That just sounds like a threat, right? Like you walk into you walk into the dentist office, you're like dentist office, oh, doc, I'm sorry, I'm late, I forgot where my keys were. He's like, yeah, it's because you're a terrible flosser. Uh, you don't wanna, you don't want to forget your first kiss. You better get a root canal. Uh, okay, that's that was so much funnier in my head, dude. Oh my god. That's crazy. Uh, I recently saw somebody got get their uh, catalytic converter stolen. Um, I I wasn't like trying to like get. I wasn't like a betting, aiding a betting like a crime. I was just sitting in like a, a car across the street talking to my friend, and like we were catching up. And like you know, you ever had that like moment where like you're having a conversation with somebody and you're kind of seeing like what's happening in front of you, but not really. Like that happened, and I just saw this dude like run away, and I felt really bad. Like I feel I felt like I could have stopped it. Like we could have done something, but like. I wanted to go talk to the family because they ran outside trying to chase the dude. But, like, there's no way I could approach them and be like, oh, like, I'm so sorry. We saw everything. And they'd be like, what the fuck? Why didn't you say anything? Why didn't you stop it? I'd be like, well, Sam's having difficulty finding friends in Sacramento. So we were kind of dealing with that. I don't know if your thing's that important. Sorry. Okay, that was weird. Um, R. Kelly's still in prison, so don't worry. Uh, Violent shift in tone. Uh, yeah, he's still in prison. Um, if you got, if you're not familiar, R. Kelly's this R&B singer, uh, who had a song entitled Ignition. Um, and, uh, sadly the Ignition turned out to be for a white van with tinted windows, but, uh, yeah, that's, 
he uh, he's in prison and i'm kind of glad that he's in prison because this, this will also give him the opportunity to learn how to like read because he doesn't know how to do that but i also feel like he should brush up on other subjects like math right because like otherwise that situation will still end up the same right like he'll be talking to a girl that he's about to fuck like you look a little bit suspicious let me see some id right and read the id be like oh you were born in 2009 okay i thought you were a kid i'm sorry <laughs> okay that's too fast and too too little um you guys have been an audience thank you have a nice night newman jake everyone i mean i'm sorry that's a jay damadaran newman's supposed to be next but he's not here yet and neither is uh art so um i'm gonna do mine right now and then we'll see and if because i don't want to just throw you up on stage kavada because you would be next but i don't want to throw you up so but just so we know the rest of the list we're waiting for Mark Neuer, we're waiting for Newman, we're waiting, thank you, we're waiting for Art, and, um, and then it's Kavada, and then Steve, and then Colin's not here yet, Sam, Sam West is here, Candace is here, Raphael's here, Don Gallagher's here, and then Raul. Just letting you guys know what's going on so you're not confused. Uh, Machine, Steve, I said, I'm sorry, Machine, you're after Kavada. I'm reading it off a screen, no, I'm looking over here. Um, all right, I'm clap it up for me. Yay! <laughs> knock, knock. Feminism. I can get my own fucking door. Thanks. It's like the precept of feminism. I don't know. A lot of women in the 70s burned bras and read books so I can talk about my butthole on stage. <laughs> which incidentally looks like someone threw a hand grenade into a deli. It's the tiniest Arby's. It's got the meats. <laughs> I'm so single! <laughs> I wonder why. One of the reasons is that I've never internet dated. I've never had a Bumble or a OkCupid, a Farmers Only, not even a Craigslist misconnection. Nothing. And so I asked one of my friends, hey, if I'm going to jump into this internet dating, what do I do? And she said, well, you should raise the bar really high. And then I asked one of my guy friends, and he said, lower that bar way down, way, way down. Can't we just meet at the bar? Like in person, talk, have a little drink? So I was outside a bar smoking, trying to meet cute men, and a fire truck rolled up, and out of it poured hot, I mean gorgeous, costumed firemen just with like axes and they were spilling out, they were running up the stairs and one of them, we, I caught eyes with him and he like looked at me and I was like, oh yeah. And then they ran up the stairs and they weren't up there for very long so it was probably like an opiate overdose or something, I don't know, San Francisco. And they came back down and he looked at me again and I smiled at him and he smiled at me and I waved and he waved back. Oh my God, he rang the bell, ding, ding. And we were vibing, we were vibing. So I'm so stupid, I'm so stupid because I didn't write down the number of the truck. How am I supposed to find this gorgeous fireman ever again? So my plan is that next week, I'm gonna go back on the same day at the same time and I'm going to pay a questionably housed man $20 to start a garbage fire. Woo, woo, woo. You see, that's my version of Tinder. See how I did that? Oh, it's too long. I see that was two minutes and 22 seconds. I got to tighten it up. 
Okay, so that's that's the first joke. Or I can choose between that opening with then the butthole, and then I would say, how do you shave a hemorrhoid? Is that more of a plucking issue? Riddle me that, Gillette, right? Like, Gillette razors introduced to the American public in 1904. And ladies, in 1904, we couldn't flash a hairy ankle without being a disgusting slut. And now if we don't shave from our big toe to our twat like a four-year-old girl, I'm a disgusting slut that no one wants to sleep with. <laughs> Gillette, the best a man can get. I'll never be good enough. I have so many pubes. It's like I have a kitten in a headlock. You, you can pet it. I was born in 1974. I have the bush to match. It is dank. It, it is swampy, and no one can find Charlie. <laughs> so I named my clitoris Charlie. You're too young for the Vietnam reference. It's okay. <laughs> Gillette, the best a man can get. I'll never be good enough. Do you hear about the new Gillette razor? This is crazy. 13 blades. 13 blades for the closest shave, and the seventh blade is easily removable, so you can slit your throat in the shower. <gasps> because you'll never be good enough. <laughs> Great as a ballerina for 23 years, classical piano for 13, two master's degrees. This is what a dream deferred looks like. Okay, that's so group, joke, joke A or joke B? B, Gillette, I'm so much more comfortable with that joke. Okay, everyone says B, okay. Thanks, guys. Yay, your next comedian. Clap for me. Yay. There's more punchlines in B. There's a lot more punchlines. Put your hands together for your next comedian, everybody. Newman Shake. Woo. Yeah, what's up, guys? How are we doing? You good? You look fancy. I like that. Yeah, um, a little bit about me. I'm part of a Gen Z. And a lot of people say Gen Z is like really unpatriotic and everything, but I don't believe that because I think we're the only generation that's never going to forget 9-11. Mostly because we can't remember it, but all right. Um, I drool a lot in my sleep. I drool a lot. And I was sleeping with this girl recently and she got mad at me for drooling, which I didn't think was fair because she spit in my mouth like 20 minutes ago. So yeah, I... um. And I think homeless guys are like really good at sex. I'm gonna let that. Do you believe that? Yeah. All right. Nice. I just want. I just want to know if I'm not alone. No, nah, cause like if you're if you're like a woman and you bring like a homeless guy back to your place, he's gonna do whatever it takes to last as long as possible, just so he can stay inside for as long as possible. You know, like that's. Yeah. Working on it. I uh, I feel like the Apple screen time feature, that's a weird feature on your phone. Because that's a feature that makes you feel bad about using that product too much. Like, no other company can get away with that. Like, McDonald's can't have a thing where they're like, if you pl if you eat here more than three times a week, we're going to call you a fat fuck. You know, like, that's not something they can do. Um, There's kind of like, Indian people have this reputation for not being, like, traditionally attractive. Which I don't think is like true, because like I was talking to like my gay friend recently, and he was like, "I really like hairy men," and I'm like, "You're gonna love my uncles, because that's all right." Yeah. Um. 
Yeah, again, I'm part of Gen Z, but I think Gen Z and millennials are pretty much the same, you know? Like, we're really progressive and, like, really poor. Like, I think the only difference between Gen Z and millennials is I feel like millennials grew up dreaming about buying a house, only to be really, dis really disappointed. And then I grew up being like, wow, I really want a dishwasher, you know? That would be dope. I don't have a dishwasher in my house. That's, yeah. I feel like I'm a big fan of reality TV. I like reality TV because it makes me feel better about how I'm doing as a person. Like, I'm very single right now. You guys could tell. Very single. I was, like, watching The Bachelor, and I was like, you know what? I've never been desperate enough to go to ABC for help, you know? Like, that's not... I also... I'm a big fan of HGTV. I like HGTV because that's the only network that's explicitly saying, fuck poor people, you know? Like, have you guys watched that show Fixer Upper? Nah, it's a weird show, man. It's a show where someone has a leaky faucet, and their solution is to destroy their entire home and build a new one. Yeah, I feel like the solution... I, I feel like HGTV wants to be more relatable. They need to make a spinoff of House Hunters and just call it Risky Rentals, where there's a bunch of 20-somethings looking at that closet they stuffed Harry Potter and being like, you know what, it's possible. Like, it's... Okay, all right. Um, What else do I want to do? I think that's all I got. Goodbye, people. Newman Shake, everyone! Giving his time back to the room. What a sweetheart. Keep your hands clapping for your next comedian. Call it a sing! Yay! Um... Okay, my, my friend, she's the hardest time rejecting people, okay? She's the hard time rejecting guys because she's so worried about offending them that she will never shoot straight. And I'm like, dude, you know, you're never, you're just wasting your time and his. Like, you just have to be straightforward and, and gentle. Like, the last guy that I rejected, I sent him a vase of flowers, you know, with a note that said, the last time we kissed, I felt nothing. And I think that's the exact right way to do it. Okay. <laughs> um, no, I, but I, I think something that's so challenging about rejection is that no matter how lightly it's put, it's so impossible to like not get offended. Um, I had this guy text me once and he was like, hi, just wanted to let you know that I am no longer interested slash not feeling it. Uh, glad we can reset and realign expectations. I was like, to whom it may concern, I was not expecting a return letter from you as it has been six months since we last chatted. I have since received numerous offers from other men, um, and you should see their compensation packages. They, they, are they are engorged. I've been hospitalized. Let me know if you're still interested in three months. <laughs> um, so I, I, I'm less, uh, so I, I have a journal, okay? It's kind of, that's just like a glorified, less shameful way of saying I have a diary. But I, I write everything in my journal. Um, so, but sometimes even in my own safe space, I won't, like I'm still self-conscious. Like I'll throw tidbits of news in it every day just so that I can see multidimensional. Like I'll just be like, today China's been putting Muslims in camps. On to normal business. Pooch is a bitch. You know, it's just. 
Yeah. Um, but my best friend, my best friend read my journal uh, once. We were in a fight. We were in a fight. And I was being passive aggressive. So she went into my journal and she just read me like tearing her to shreds. And I found out because she took a photo on her phone. And when I went through her phone, I saw the photo. And uh, so, but immediately I was, I was like, thank God. Because I wrote some nasty stuff. So I was like, thank God. Because had she turned the page, I would have lost the fight. But like for the wrong reasons. Like I'd much rather prefer her read like, why is Pooja being such an asshole? Versus like, Every day it gets harder to get out of bed. She would just be like, oh, yeah, she probably needs this win. Okay, you guys are great. Um, so, okay, the last thing I'll say is that um, I, was a, I was a part of a sorority for one year. But then I left. I left, okay? Um, the thing that did it was uh, leadership made us do this poster campaign for sexual assault awareness on campus. And the tagline was, consent is sexy. Like, I didn't know consent was a suggestion, you know? And also, why, like, why is sexiness the incentive for asking for consent? Like, why can't you just not be a rapist? Feels like a very basic ask. Okay, that's all I have for you guys. Thank you. <laughs> Clap for Kavadasing. She needs the win, everybody. <laughs> Put your hands. Keep your hands clapping for your next comedian. It's Art Gaji Galistan. Yay! Hello, everybody. I just started comedy like a month ago, and I got a confession. There's one simple thing I don't know how to do. It's adjust the mic. I'm going to try it right now. Yeah, that was easier than I thought. All right. Um, I'm from San Francisco, but I think San Francisco is weird because in San Francisco, it's easier to come out as gay than it is as a Joe Rogan fan. You know what I mean? Um, I'm single. I've been trying to date, and the other date I went, the other day I went on a date with a girl, and she shows up. She's wearing a shirt that says "My Body, My Choice." Now, look, guys, I agree with that statement. But you know how they tell you not to talk about politics on the first date? And she showed up looking like a picket sign. You know what I mean? And she was like real top heavy, but she has skinny legs. So I feel like I could just pick her up and go to a pro-choice rally. We sit down to eat, and she starts talking my ear off about how my body, my choice is such a powerful statement, right? She gives me examples she's like Roy versus Wade. Nobody should tell women what to do with their bodies. It's their body, their choice goes on she's like same thing with transgender people nobody should tell them what to do with their body this is their body their choice and she goes on and on and on about my body my choice and I'm just wondering how come your body chose to be so disproportionate I tried to change the subject because it's getting kind of awkward right so I was like I tried to ask an innocent question I'm like do you have any siblings she's like yeah I had a brother but he committed suicide I'm like, gosh, this date is not going well. I'm like, I'm wondering if he did it because he had to listen to you talk all the time. Okay, but at this point, I feel bad for her because she goes, you know, I've been in therapy because I've been battling with these thoughts that I could have stopped him from doing it, right? I could have prevented it. And I tell her, it's like, no, no, don't say that, you know. It's his body, his choice. A little dark, I know. 
Um, another date, and this is why I'm single, because I'm an asshole. So I went on a date with this girl, and she's a couples therapist. So she tried to woman-splain to me what love languages are. She goes, like, my love languages are... My love languages are words of affirmation and physical touch. That means I like compliments and I like to be cuddled. So I mansplained to her. I'm like, that's not what it means. Love languages are actually codes for what type of red flag the person has. Like, let me give you an example. For example, words of affirmation, it means you're insecure. Quality time means you're clingy. Acts of service, needy. Gifts, gold digger. And physical touch, that's the obvious one, you're a hoe. So she got offended. She's like, first, are you calling me an insecure hoe? First of all, I'm not a hoe. Second of all, I'm not insecure. Do you think I'm insecure? I don't think I'm insecure. Do you think I'm insecure? Why do you think I'm insecure? I'm not insecure. Do you really think I'm insecure? I was like, no. And then we fucked. All right, thank you, guys. And now we do it like this. We did Keep your hands clapping for art, everyone. Your next comedian, a great audience member, new to comedy himself. Put your hands together for Machine. Yay! Oh, why do I have to follow the best guy in the fucking house? Well done, mate. <laughs> hey, bitches. I mean, what I, what I really mean is... Uh, my non-canine, feline, wannabe, biometrically opposed sheeple. That's you lot, by the way, just in case you're wondering. How's the non-conforming working out there with all the conforming that you're fucking having to do every day of your lives? Um, I've got something serious to talk about here. It's BYG. Does anyone know what BYG is? Brittany Yvette Greiner? You know, she's trying to get, they're trying to uh, swap her for uh, Victor Bout also known as the Merchant of Death. You know, she's a basketball player from the Phoenix, from Phoenix uh, who's in uh, Russia for, um, for taking some hash oil over to Russia. Well, they, were, they, offered, they offered the swap, her for Victor Bout. But you know that guy? You know how homophobic and racist and sexist you have to be to deny yourself freedom after 12 years in prison because you're getting swapped for a black pot smoking lesbian capitalist <laughs> you know so on to spotify spotify fucking hell spotify i i mine's wrapped up now it's uh, business sticks if you haven't heard of business sticks you'll see business sticks on spotify my wrap up for the year is business sticks no you should just check them out they're fucking awesome i'm the lead singer <laughs> and only play my songs on there just to get those 173 173 listens for the year, once every two days, and that's really all it has. Well, Brittany Yvette Grimer, they should have changed that round. Putin should have just switched it all round and said, we want Victor Bout, we want him now. But what you should do, Biden, you should, uh, we'll give you BYG, Brittany Yvette Griner, but you have to release the 7 million non-violent pot smokers that you have incarcerated in, in America. He should have just turned it round, and that would have been a fair swap, I think. Victor Bout for 7, 7 million plus BYG. That would have saved the, the American public $280 billion for having them incarcerated, and their, tax, their taxes would have paid another $25 billion, which would have uh, 
would have almost offset the student loan forgiveness debt, about, of which is 30 billion. So they should have just fucking done that. That would have been a perfect, perfect like swap. But they don't want to do that because they're all fucking racist, homophobic, fucking uh, misogynists. But BYG, I really feel for her because four times in my life, I have nearly fucking actually, I have actually flown with drugs unwittingly, and I have uh, <laughs> my best one was actually flying to Australia just before the pandemic on 8th of February, um, 8th of February um, 2020. I get on the plane to Australia, I've only booked the ticket at noon, and I'm flying there at 8.30 at night. I fucking get on the plane, didn't realise you were not allowed any THC or CBD at the time into Australia. I read the pamphlet, I was like, holy fuck, I've got a month's worth here and I'm only there for the weekend. What did I have to fucking do? And I'm not even kidding, I had to eat the whole fucking lot. The 15 hour flight, I fucking popped it all before we fucking flew because it was a one year in prison, $5,000 fine and banned from Australia where my, where my family live. I'm from Scotland, but. So I fucking popped the whole lot. I wake up in Australia 15 hours later. It was fucking awesome. I'm wearing a full business suit. It's 96 degrees Fahrenheit and it's uh, 95% humidity that day. So I'm walking down, I'm walking with this fucking suit on, absolutely out of my mind. And they say, Mr. Wilson, we have to uh, we have to take you to the side for a second screening here. I was like, okay, no worries. And they're like, we just noticed that you're wearing a business suit. Everyone else is wearing shorts and flip-flops. I was like, yeah, I'm going to my brother's birthday. They're like, well, we see that you just booked your flight at, eight at noon this afternoon to get on the 8.30. And I was like, yeah. He goes, well, didn't you know it was your brother's birthday, like, before this? I was like, yeah, but he said I couldn't make it. And I said, fuck it, got out the drunk the night before, booked the flight, and got down. He's like, well, Mr. Wilson, you've only got one bag with you. Do you have any drugs in it? I was like, no, I ate them all. <laughs> and they went, you did what? And I told them the whole story about eating them all. They're like, are you high just now? I'm like, I'm out my fucking mind. And they were like, okay, Mr. Wilson, you're being very honest with it, but why are you wearing the business? He was like... I'm in a band called Business Dicks, and I pulled it up. I pulled it up, <laughs> pulled it up on there, and the Australian, the Australian Border Patrol are fucking awesome. They went, "Holy fuck, it is you!" They goes, "Play us a song." So I put on a couple of, put on a song. Suddenly there are five of them there going, "Hell, that's shit. That music's terrible." Are you, are you going to be playing music over here? And I'm like, "No, I'm going to my brother's birthday," and they're like. So you have no more drugs on you. So they, they, they totally searched my whole thing. I fucking left both my passports there. I've got to wind it up here. It's a long story, but I left both my passports there. Went to get the train, got on the train, forgot my passports, went back to Border Patrol an hour later, and they came in and they all laughed at me and said, you are out your fucking mind, bro. And they let me go. And I flew back two days later with no uh, CBD at all. All right, thank you. Machine, everyone! Glab your hands for your next comedian, everybody. It's Colin Braun! Thank you. Uh, I know I'm normally very cheerful, uh, but I'm bummed out my neighbor died. Jim. Jim was a... He was a great man. I really came to know him very well. He was from Ohio or New Hampshire or something. But uh, he lived a very full, very fascinating life. His mom, he had a white mother that loved him. 
and a black lung. that killed him. He um, was an interesting guy. He, he was a business owner. He owned a business for 40 years in the Castro. They sold um, dildos and blow-up dolls and butt plugs and fleshlights, all of them used. It was called Everything's Fucked. <laughs> Jim, uh, Jim had a couple of pets. He had a dog named Loneliness. And uh, he had a cat named Herpes. Now, Herpes is tricky. I, I wrote all this this evening, sorry. <clears throat> herpes is hard to keep under control. It seems like Herpes is always breaking out. Herpes will go and Herpes will come back. And even when Herpes disappears for a long, long time and you think Herpes is gone forever, you look down and suddenly there's Herpes. Just begging to be scratched. And <laughs> seems like everybody in my neighborhood has had a little run-in with herpes. My friend caught herpes in the kitchen once. I have another friend who caught herpes on the bus. And this is funny. Seven people have caught herpes on the same park bench. I caught herpes through a hole in the wall. That's actually how I met Jim in the first place. That was embarrassing. He said, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Oh my, it's never been broken out like this. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm, I can handle herpes. I'm not afraid of herpes. Loneliness, on the other hand, is intimidating. Loneliness is powerful. Loneliness, I think, could probably drag you to a very dark place if it wanted to. But really, it's the stink. Loneliness does stink. Whenever I went to Jim's house, I was always struck by the stench of loneliness. But you know, I've, I've found with some time that loneliness is actually quite warm, and loneliness, loneliness can be very comforting. Um, hold on. In fact, I would say that I like loneliness more than I like some people. <clears throat> loneliness will shrink away when guests come to the front door and slowly come right back in as soon as they leave. Herpes, on the other hand, seems to show up 20 minutes before anybody comes over. <clears throat> in his final days, it seemed that really all that Jim had was loneliness and herpes. And when he died, the question of responsibility was easy to settle. I had spent so much time with Jim that Getting herpes only seemed inevitable. <clears throat> and I just can't seem to fight loneliness away. So now, loneliness... Wait, hold on. Loneliness follows me wherever I go. There we go. <clears throat> and now, most nights, I sit on the couch, slowly getting squeezed to the edge by loneliness. And with herpes in my lap. Thank you, and good night. Colin Braun, everyone! Jim is not real. Nobody died. Yay, Colin Braun! That was a wonderfully tortured metaphor, and I loved every second of it. Your next comedian. Clap your hands together for Sam West. Yay! All right, what's up, everybody? I'm going to try a few new things after a few old things, after a few medium. 
things. I, uh, I know I have a drug problem because I can't do basic household chores anymore without messing up. Like today I messed up vacuum cleaning. Here's what happened. Got so high, I didn't realize my headphones were turned up so loud. My vacuum was off the entire time. <laughs> I was like, fuck, man. I just gave my house a 47-minute belly rub. And I did the math and realized, oh, now I have 13 minutes left to brush its teeth with the mop. Growing up, my father was a single father. He had to learn a lot the hard way, you know? I remember one night, I found the monster under my bed masturbating. I did what any terrified child would do. I called out for my father. Daddy, daddy. And he came so fast. All right, all right, let's get silly again. Do you guys, you guys ever wonder if carrots and pumpkins get jealous that oranges won the color? <laughs> I'm not into promiscuous hookups, you know, things without strings attached. Like, I like the strings. Give me the strings. That's why I only fuck puppets now. Had to break it off with Pinocchio last week. Broke my heart because I really liked the guy, but he kept saying excessively kinky shit during sex, like, I'm a real boy. Now I'm going steady with the sock puppet I keep next to my bed. All right, I'm going to try a few new things. This might go terribly, but that's why we're here, right? <clears throat> I don't want Amazon to know what the inside of my house looks like. So from time to time, I like to put my Roomba vacuum on a treadmill. And I like to think maybe Jeff Bezos is going crazy trying to figure out why I have a four-mile hallway going through my house. My dad always warned me against pot. He said, it makes you lazy. I said, hey, Dad, shouldn't we take down those Christmas decorations now that it's mid-July? You can't try to teach me life lessons while our lawn looks like an unlockable level in Candyland. Why is it easier to get your, get on, <laughs> start over. Why is it easier to get registered as a sex offender than it is to register your car at the DMV? Like I went to get my car registered. All I had to do was make an appointment. I had to make an appointment, wait in line, pay a bunch of money. But if you want to get registered as a sex offender, they do that shit for you. You don't have to do anything. It would suck if you did have to do something now, like you had to go to the DMV for that. They call your name up, you go with your ticket. They're like, what are you here for? R registry? Your car? Reg no, registry. I said it's new shit, all right? <laughs> um, two more things, all right? I recently lost my job, spent an entire week looking everywhere, retracing my steps. I finally found that I was so excited, went back to work. They were so mad I had been missing the last week. They fired me. I have a terrible compulsion to sort and organize everything I see. My girlfriend says I should go to the doctor and get checked out for OCD, which drives me fucking crazy, because it's not an alphabetical order. All right, I'll end with this. No, I'll give you guys some time. Thanks for, <laughs> thanks for listening. Clap your hands for Sam West. Yay. Your next comedian. Keep your hands clapping for Candace Burge. Yay. Why are there cookies up here? Can I eat them? Wow. 
This is, uh, guys, this is my first time doing this. Hey. It, um, uh, <laughs> under the name Candace Burge, which is not my name, but I think it's hilarious, Pam. <laughs> Candy B. Steele is my name. Benj is my middle name. So in looks like R, it's fine. And it's, it's not my first time doing this at all, um, like the sixth time, but it is my first time that I've been thinking about, like, can I turn eating a cookie into a joke? It's my first, first time for that. It's also my first time, I have a list of other things that make it me not a liar. It's my first time doing this on Zyprexa, which is an antipsychotic <laughs> that I discovered I needed after my first five times of doing comedy up here. Um, it's also my first time doing this I don't, uh, it's my first time doing this where I wrote anything down. I guess that's a side effect. Um, my first time doing this in an America where robots have a license to kill but women aren't guaranteed access to an abortion. You guys hear about this? Fucked up, not a joke, just a fucked up thing I wanted to talk about. Um, so robots have more, more rights than me. Uh, I find that disturbing. I'm gonna have to work on adding some funny stuff in here. Uh, Okay. Oh, so um, before I was on this antipsychotic, I was on a different drug that I think was a pro-psychotic. It was not helping me. And um, it, it landed me in a mental institution. Wow, that's a whole thing. That's a whole real thing that we do to humans to help them. It is insane. Anyways, so I, I go into therapy and um, I hope I can get to the end of this so that you feel like I'm healthy and happy because I, I am actually much more stable. <laughs> um, but I go in, into therapy and I'm having a psychotic psychotic break, they call it. And uh, my therapist is going to call a 5150. Do you guys know what a 5150 is? So if it, for the one, like no, because all of the comics have been 5150 apparently. <laughs> For the one person who shook their head no, that's like you lose your civil liberties for 72 hours because you're too crazy to be trusted. Um, and it's a whole to-do. And my therapist was like, I'm going to call over to for you. And I, I've been with my therapist for a long time, so I trust her. And I was like, you do you. The hottest paramedics came. Ooh. And um, are there any like theater nerds? Did anybody study theater or read plays? OK, maybe, maybe this will be funny to you. The very cute paramedics come in. And I'm having my psychotic break, and I look at them, and I go, I've always depended on the kindnesses of strangers. And that is funny to Pam and Pam only, but streetcar named Desire, Blanche Dubois, before she gets taken to a mental hospital, that's how crazy I was. I was quoting Tennessee Williams. Um, oh yeah, so in my last minute, I'm just gonna wrap up and say, I think I'm gonna stop. <laughs> I think I'm gonna stop while I'm ahead of time. Uh, thank you, Pam, for letting me be crazy up here, and thank you for also letting me be not crazy. I'm gonna take one of these cookies now. Hey, Stella! No, keep it going for Candace! Yay! I'm so glad that I knew what play you were talking about. Like, I. I was a theater major in college. I just, some things you'd never forget uh, after you read a book. Your next comedian, he's been so patient here this whole night. Clap your hands together for Raphael Wolfgang. How we doing tonight, guys? Hell yeah, hell yeah. We got a beautiful crowd here tonight. Dude, that was a really funny story about, you know, the car, car registration. That was a funny joke. You know, you don't have to do anything to get registered as a sex offender. 
but actually, you have to molest a kid, dude. <laughs> that's pretty bad, dude. That's definitely something. I would much rather go register my car, personally. I'm just... Jesus. <laughs> so that's how I'm opening my set. Uh, my name is Raphael Wolfgang. I'm going to tell you guys a little story about my childhood. Uh, when I was a kid, I really liked the word pop. You know, the word pop was a lot of fun, right? Like, uh, popcorn is way more fun than corn, right? And a popsicle is way cooler than a sickle, right? And a, and a pop is way better than no dad. <laughs> yeah, that was a little sadder than I implied at the beginning, wasn't it? No, it, it's true. I didn't have a dad growing up. I had a single mom, though. Give it up for single moms. Come on, guys, we're on the air. Give it up for single moms. Yeah, come on, it's still the city of Jesus Christ. Come on, San Francisco's listening right now. Jesus, it's true. I I, have a, I like single moms. I know you guys don't, but I like single moms a lot. My mom is a small business owner, which is really cool. I just really, it just would have been better if it was a mom and pop shop, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, I'm a white guy, so that means, uh, you know, I have a lot of privileges. Uh, but, you know, I, so, you know, as you grow up, you have to, like, learn what those privileges are. You know, it's not, it's, not, it's not always obvious right away. The other day I learned what a male privilege was. Uh, I had this conversation with this woman. She was like, do you know what male privilege is? Male privilege is when a couple is trying to have a baby and the woman gets pregnant. The man has a nine-month head start to abandon the kid first. That's male privilege. Look, I was I was pretty offended. I was like, hey, fucking take it easy, mom. You're really cutting deep here. Jesus Christ. My God. It's really fucked up, mom. Gee, why would you say that to me? <laughs> anyway, guys, uh, I have a small penis. Anyone else have a small penis? Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. We got one in the back. What's your name? San Francisco. Art has a small penis. Yes, that's right. Art, last name? What's your last name, Art? And he's quiet. It's okay. Don't worry, San Francisco. Most comedians do. <laughs> By the way, you you're fucking a good-looking man, dude. You're you you call yourself Mr. Machine? Machine? Just machine. What's your first name? Sex? <laughs> Jesus Christ, you're a good-looking dude. Have you do you run a cult? You should start a cult, dude. You look fucking you look like Elron Hubbard, dude. That's good shit, man. <laughs> you look fucking good, dude. You're a sexy motherfucker. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, no, I do have a small penis. <laughs> Um, it's pretty small. I need a Viagra to look flaccid. You know what I mean? It's bad. Yeah. No, it's not good. You know, I had a, I had a girlfriend for a little while. She broke up with me a little while ago and said, uh, it's not you, it's me. My pussy is too big. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was pretty right. I took a dick pic the other day and I got arrested for child pornography, guys. It's bad. It's pretty bad. Yeah. Not good. I told, I tried to tell the judge. I was like, hey, that's my dick in the picture. He sent me to juvie. <laughs> Juvie was tough, guys. Do you have any idea what it's like to have the smallest dick in Juvie? <laughs> Do you have any fucking idea what that's like? Oh, my God. My dick's like a baby carrot. It is. It's small. Adults kind of like it, but really it's for the kids. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love getting away with a good pedophile joke. And from a comedic perspective, it's nice to like be able to get away with it. It's like, yes, I did it. But that's, that's the last pedophile joke tonight, I promise. So uh, hot sauce is a lot like a child. If you touch it with the tip of your penis, you're in a lot of trouble. <laughs> and that's my time. My name is Raphael Wolfgang, guys. Thank you. Keep your hands clapping for Raphael. We've got three comics left, everybody. Hang fast. Your next comedian is John Gallagher. Yay. Is he outside? Is he? There he is. Yay. Hello. Uh, I, I, I was excited. On Twitter, they put a picture of an ant's face on it. Are you guys excited about that? Like the things we all been waiting for. Social media, we got a picture of an ant's face on the internet. Woohoo! Huh? 
it was exciting. They they posted a picture of it. It was like a close up thing of it. And it looks like a monster, obviously, right? And like, all, but all the captions were confusing because all the captions after they took the picture of the ant's face were like, "Can you believe this is what an ant's face looks like taken from a microscope?" And you're like, "I probably, I don't know. What the fuck? What do you want from me? It looks fucked up. Like, are you supposed to? Am I supposed to be surprised that the thing with the skeleton on the outside of its body and six legs looks kind of fucking weird? Like, I don't know." That doesn't, that's not surprising to me. This isn't a shock. Like, if it had, like, a, a if it was beautiful, well, I'd be a little bit more unnerved, right? Like, if the ant was gorgeous and it was just the hot, if it had, like, Ryan Gosling's face, I would be like, wow, I didn't know, I could not even comprehend these ants were so sexy. I feel horrible for burning them with magnifying glasses by the thousands. Yeah, but yeah, it's a fucked up face. I don't know. It's like, can you can you believe this? Like, what am I gonna? I don't have thousands of dollars of microscope equipment. Yeah, I gotta take your word for it. I'm not gonna do the research for this. Okay, sure, why not? You know, one of the things that's uh, fun for us to do is, uh, you know, we have a lot of we like to do a lot of revisionist history, and so like it's kind of popular to go back and be like, oh, you think this person in history was white? You fucking idiot! They were black. Like we do it with Jesus, right? Because you go, Jesus was a we white guy in history. That's what we say, right? It's like Jesus was clearly Middle Eastern, right? Duh. Alexander Hamilton, they say, was a white guy in history. But it's like, no, he was Caribbean. You're like, oh, okay, that's cool. You know, one person they never question, though, is Abraham Lincoln, which I think is interesting, you know? Because, right? I mean, like, you know, they got his picture right here. I think it's because he's looking a little tan. I think it's what made me think about this. <laughs> but I think there's something to it, you know? I think that's what it is. It's like, he, he's looking like George Hamilton up there. But they, here, if you look at the stats of Lincoln, right, 6'7", okay? Six, like, giant man. Like, he was a, an awarded, he was a, a huge, like, like, awarded athlete. Did you guys know that Abraham Lincoln was a professional wrestler? He was a fucking undefeated professional wrestler before he was president? Like, fucking crazy. Like, the unawarded, like, the most athletic president of all time. Also, a victim of gun violence. That seems pretty, you know, seems like a pretty good, good start. I don't know. Just think about this. The Emancipation Proclamation rhymes. I think that's... <laughs> I'm gonna say, I don't know, I don't know. Just, I'm just asking questions. No, I don't know. <laughs> I think, and also, it's like I, I think it's just funny to go back in time and just be like, yeah, the my, the guy that started or like he like ended the Civil War because he wanted to make sure everybody was free, unequivocally a white man. Like, isn't that seems a little crazy going off America? You know, I don't know. Yeah, fun to think about. I uh, what's it? <laughs> What the fuck was I going to say? Forgot my stuff. Oh, everybody's worried about li li Big Brother watching them. You know, you guys, you worried about being surveilled, huh? It's like a big, a big face. Like a Big Brother's like the big stone face guy who's watching your every move. You know who I'm worried about? I'm worried about Little Brother watching me. You know, because Little Brother's so much more annoying, don't you think? Right? <laughs> like Little Brother's like, what are you doing? You're like, shut up! I'm doing taxes. What's that? I don't want to explain this to you. Can I hang out? No! Get your own friends. You're fucking annoying. Little brother's way worse. Peering at you? Mm. Oh, I should. I do have to act that out more, but I don't want to, so I'm sorry. I should. If I, if this was, if I was dedicated to my craft, I'd, I'd sneak down behind this, and I'd peer my eyes over like a little toad man. But now I'll just explain it to you, because it already bombed, and I'm going to keep bombing. And that makes me feel good. No. Uh, I'm going to eat a cookie. Give it up for cookies and Pam. Yay, John Gallagher. <clears throat> that was awesome. Little known uh, fact about Abraham Lincoln, he was supposed to be a part of the Donner Party. 
And he canceled at the very last minute. He was friends with the guys that left in the Donner Party. He did business deals with uh, one of the idiots that left late. And he was like, I can't make it. And that was in his younger days. So interesting fact. He was supposed to be in the party where they uh, all ate each other. Your two comedians left, everybody. Your next comedian's been so patient here the whole time. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Raul Sudhartsen. Yay! Joe Biden's gonna die, right? Uh, uh, he's gonna. We're all concerned for his health, right? No. Like he's like, the, you know, like we can all assassinate him with like patience. <laughs> yeah, and like I've like I have an 80-year-old grandpa, and like he like they say the doctor said if you want to prolong his life, just don't fall. Don't fall. That's Biden's best trick. Like Trump's gonna die too, but just because like Melania's had enough, but you know. <laughs> Biden, I'm um, concerned for him. Anyway, um, I miss heroin, guys. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I've been five months off it, and I had to stop. Yeah, yeah. I started doing fentanyl instead. Okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, but um, I do fentanyl. It's not a very sustainable drug. I OD'd once, which is impressive if you know how many times these other guys have OD'd. Like some, someone said, like I've OD'd 30 times. Like at that point, you're just homies with God. <laughs> just be like, you know, fucking, what's up, God? And then God's like smoking a joint. Like you always just smoke and leave. What the hell? Is is Biden gonna come? No. Okay. <laughs> All right. But um, yeah, I I OD'd and um, I got Narcan back to life by a homeless guy, which um, and I I never found him. I could never find my savior, and I was looking for him because he stole the rest of my dope. <laughs> But now, like, I can't talk shit about the homeless. Not that I was before, but I can't talk shit about the homeless, like, at all. You know, like, if I ever, like, smell piss on the streets of San Francisco, I'm like, that's the smell of a second chance at life. <laughs> if I sound like a homeless guy tries to, like, fuck me in the ass, I'm like, you earned it, buddy. <laughs> all right, okay. Um, I'm fat. I'm fat. I'm worse than fat. I'm skinny fat. You know? Or as I like to call it, passive-aggressively obese. <laughs> you know, like... It's a, if, if I was a girl, it could be easier. Like, I could call myself something cool, like slim, thick. But I'm a guy, so it's gross. Like, if you're a girl, it kind of, like, you can kind of get lucky, and it can go to your tits and your ass, and it's hot. And if you're a guy, it can go to your tits and your ass, and not the best. All right, we're not feeling that one. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, but, you know, they say the worst thing you can say to a fat person is, uh, you're not fat, you know? Like, because it's, like, patronizing. I disagree. I think the worst thing you could say to a fat person is, uh, oink, oink, piggy. <laughs> How many months pregnant are you? Okay. <laughs> and the second worst thing is, uh, you're fat. That would suck, right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Um, I don't want to do the, that's uh, the World Cup. Uh, you guys watching the World, World Cup? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know who to root for, because, like, I'm Indian, and, like, India doesn't have a team. But they did, like, build the stadium, though, which, like, Indians, Pakistanis, Bangladeshis, they all built the stadium, which is, like, that's kind of like our World Cup, right? But, um, you know, like, every time, like, a Pakistani falls 20 stories to his death, we're like, goal! <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> Let's do one more dark one. Okay, gas prices are up, right? Right, gas prices are up. Suddenly, it's financially responsible to get a DUI. Yeah. Now you won't be paying $8 for a gallon of gas, 
and neither will that family of four. <laughs> All right, thank you guys. My name's Raul. Yeah. Hey, Raul. Yay! There's this one stadium that they call 947, and that's where if you want to root for someone, root for the Swiss. They made it to the they made it to the 16, and that's my team. I love the Swiss. But they're, one of the stadiums they play in is called 947, and I think that's how many Bangladeshis are buried underneath it. Uh, you're the, no, they say that it's a, they, anyway, your last comedian of the night. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Mark Neuer. Oh, it's the same height. Okay. <laughs> I think it's all going to be okay, ladies and gentlemen. We figured it out. Thank God. God bless. I've been saying God bless a lot more recently because I'm tired of God damning everything. Tired of it. Tired of it. I got a year off of cocaine, and that don't, please don't clap. That's gay. The clap, okay? And I suck cock and take raw loads in my ass. Please don't clap for that. But when I hear, like, I, I, like, I try to tell people, like, I tell, you know, you're at work, and you, you know, I'm like 27, I work with a bunch of 20-year-olds, and I tell them the good old days, you know, when you're snorting blow and jerking off for 19 hours straight and getting all creepy with socks, you know? Tell those stories to these people and think you're something, and then you hear about how heroin addicts overdose and then piss themselves on 6th Street. This is like a way better story than jerking off for 19 hours on coke. The White Ranger, ladies and gentlemen, the Green Ranger, are you familiar? He's dead. He killed himself. Are you guys a, a unit? No. Are you guys a unit? You guys are a thing. You know what I mean? You guys are fucking. Are you guys together? You two? You guys. That's amazing, dude, yes. <laughs> he killed himself. The Green Ranger killed himself over his, an argument with his chick. He killed himself. This dude is like a, a, tr like a, a, th a, three, a fourth degree, an 18th degree black belt. He could have karate chopped her into dust. And he didn't. That's my hero. But there goes my hero. You know what I mean? Watch him as he goes. He could have he could have kicked her into a different universe, and instead he killed himself. It's a good man, dude. It's a good man right there. I could never be that guy. I couldn't, dude. <laughs> I would have to kill her than myself, and that's why I'll never be a Power Ranger. I'm just not cut out for the job. You remember when, a, when a, like you get a like a dollar off of a pack of cigarettes and like it actually meant something? Cigarettes are entirely too expensive, Pam Benjamin. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. Oh, oh, I missed the light. I know. You know how some people are like, oh no, I ran the light because the, the light I didn't see it. It's like, you can't do that here. <laughs> we all saw the light, you know what I mean? 
God, I can't wait to see the light. <laughs> I really can't wait to die. I can't. I can't wait, dude. Whenever time I'm about to like, you know what I mean? I get the chain because a rope is not going to hold this. I tie the, the chain up. I'm about to just into the light. You get a ding on the phone. Ding. This just in new information about aliens, like keeping me in the matrix forever, keeping me in the simulation and forever. I'm about to deep throat a shotgun, right? And I'm about to blow my fucking brains out, right? And I'm right there just like, just really fucking the shit out of this shotgun barrel with my mouth full. My girlfriend, I'll pee in your mouth. Stop making this interesting. Thank you guys so much. God bless. Hey, Mark Neuer, everyone. Well, we did it, friends. Thank you all so much for being here tonight. I really appreciate all of you. And um, tonight at 10 o'clock, Piano Fight, there's that thing that we're all, seems like everybody's in, and I hope that I do okay. Oh, my God. Um, and now I have to go potty so badly, so nobody go in the bathroom. Because I have to go. Oh, go quick, go quick, because I got to go. I got to go potty. So I've been back here dancing for like the past three comedians. Uh, so have a good night, everybody. Hope to see you later at Piano Fight. Yay. Poor girls cry when they try to keep you happy. They just try to keep you satisfied. Mr. Pinster, tell me, tell me, who do you think you are, Mr. Pinster? You're never gonna get my love. Has a love that's strong. Oh, yeah. Then to be fooled around. Ooh. 
watch out, things will get brighter. Yeah, if you want to, um, I'm gonna. I just want to time this out one more time because I've I've never timed this one out, and I'm so I'm worried about timing out this particular because I can't. If I well, oh, oh I I got it. Um, but if I don't. If you go over a certain amount, and so then I'm like, oh God, what do I have to cut? And sometimes when you go too fast, things suck, yeah. So, um, so here we go. Um, Pam Benjamin, yay. <laughs> knock, knock. Feminism. I can get my own fucking door, thanks. I think it's the precept of feminism. A lot of women in the 70s burned bras and read books so I can talk about my butthole on stage. Which incidentally looks like someone threw a hand grenade into a deli. <laughs> the tiniest Arby's got the meats. How do you shave a hemorrhoid? Is that more of a plucking issue? Riddle me that, Gillette. The Gillette razors were introduced to the American public in 1904. In 1904, ladies, we couldn't flash a hairy ankle without being a disgusting slut. And now if you don't shave from your big toe to your twat like a four-year-old girl, you're a disgusting slut. I don't want to sleep with you. Gross. Gillette, the best a man can get. I'll never be good enough. I have so many pubes, it's like I have a kitten in a headlock. It's cute. You can pet it. I was born in 1974. I have the bush to match. It is dank. It is swampy. And no one can find Charlie. <laughs> That's what I name my clitoris. Charlie. Gillette, the best a man can get. I'll never be good enough. Have you heard about the new Gillette razor? 13 blades, 13 blades for the closest shave, and the seventh blade is easily removable, so you can slit your throat in the shower because you'll never be good enough. J'ai le mieux on puisse savoir. Je ne serai jamais assez bon. Oui, le français. Classically trained in ballet for 23 years, piano for 13, two master's degrees. This is what a dream deferred looks like. I've been Pam Benjamin, 201. Hell yeah, 201. So I just have to keep it, keep it tight. Thank you guys. Yay. to bring them to you. I hope you can join us. Get connected with yourself and the world around you 
at buckskinrevolution.com. Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Well, shoot. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to Joke Workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things, dude, before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! Hey, you, poetry reader. This is Bjork's sister, Mjork. It's okay. We also have a soul and a weekly poetry reading on Mutiny Radio's AltaCast. Zoomed every Wednesday at high noon from Glasgow, Scotland. One of our co-hosts from Choose Poetry, Choose Life, Andy Talbot, has a new poetry chapbook, Old Wounds, New Skin, which is available at analogsubmission.com now. Go buy it and don't let poets lie to you. Once again, that's Andy Talbot's new poetry chapbook, Old Wounds, New Skin, available at AnalogSubmission.com. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch a San Francisco, what are you doing this week? Come join Mutiny Radio Presents for four different comedy shows supporting local businesses in the Mission District and beyond. On Sunday, join us in the Tenderloin at Resolute Wine Bar, 678 Geary, for Barrel of Laughs at Resolute, an amazing comedy show with the best wines curated by Resolute. On Wednesdays, join us at Asiento. At, and 21st and Bryant for dinner and a show at Asiento. Delicious tapas, incredible drinks, hilarious comedy Wednesday nights at 7.30. On Fridays at 7 o'clock, join us outside mutinyradio.fm here at 21st and Florida, 7 o'clock for outdoor comedy, socially distanced in the street. And Saturdays, join us at Atlas 
Cafe SF at 20th and Alabama for Titans of Comedy every Saturday at 2 o'clock. Hey, keep supporting local businesses and comedy here in San Francisco with your friends at Mutiny Radio. The Ministry of Lava manages our national lava resources to ensure that we will always have a steady supply of lava to operate the nation's active volcanoes, which in turn power our cities and methamphetamine labs. As a matter of national security, we need to reduce our dependence on foreign lava, which means an expansion of domestic lava drilling. As your chancellor, I will build lava wells all over the country, as well as secure access to more lava fields by invading Hawaii. Imagine orange gold spurting out from school playgrounds on the Great Plains and illuminating the Nebraska sky like fireworks on the 4th of July. Magma oozing over the rolling hills of Kentucky. Volcanic ash settling gently over homes in New England like fresh gray snow. If you want global lava markets to continue to be dominated by terriblest regimes like Iceland, Chile, and the Philippines, vote for my opponent, who sits in their back pocket as comfortably as Pahoehoe on the slopes of Kilauea. If you want the United States to stay competitive in the era of peak lava and beyond, then take a chance on the Chancellor. Are you looking for local handcrafted leather goods? Look no further than Skin on Skins, a local mission a leather working shop. All original pieces handcrafted for you. Jackets, belts, purses, jewelry, everything made out of leather. You need your bicycle seat fixed? You want it in cool leather? Under can do it. You have a motorcycle that you want to fit out with side bags and cool stuff talk to under go to skinonskins.com that's s-k-i-n-o-n-s-k-i-n-s.com you just went to Folsom Street Fair and you don't have enough leather go see under everything is handcrafted and understated quality fine leather handcrafted goods for all of your needs he also does fixes maybe you love that jacket he'll put the zipper back in Talk to Under at SkinOnSkins.com at 20th and Mission. Check them out at SkinOnSkins.com. L-S-D, fap, acid and fapping, fapping and acid, acid fapping, fapping and acid, fap, 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 acid. Thank you. That song is called Acid and Fapping. What is flat black plastic what could it be it's exactly what you think it is flat Yes, yes, yes. Shit, shit, we shit. are here for 
the third master class in the series of oh, classes here at Mutiny Radio for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2021. And I am happy and pleased as punch to announce your next master class by Anthony Medina. Hey, 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 hey. Thank you out there, everyone in Tune World and live here and with us. Thank you, Pam, for doing this uh, wonderful Mutiny Comedy Festival once again. Happy six years. Uh, you can now start eating sugar. So we appreciate that. Uh, thank you so much for the all like that you've been doing for this community too, Pam. I know sometimes like your work might not seem like it's being appreciated, but you are very well appreciated by a lot of people. Just comedians have trouble expressing their emotions. Yeah, no. So that's the big problem there. Uh, I am Anthony Medina, and I will be doing a class here on producing and hosting. Okay, so producing and hosting is a very crucial part of any show, uh, especially with comedy. Uh, so just letting you know, um, these this information is coming from like 13, 14 years of experience, and I'm just trying to kind of let everyone know if they want to start to do a show. Uh, how to keep control, and then uh, how to manage beef in the comedy scene, all right? Because uh, all that shit goes hand in hand at some point, all right? Uh, before we get started, I wanted to make sh like kind of give you a little insight to the very first show I ever produced, all right? I'm going to take us back to 1993, okay? The venue was my parents' house, all right? The show, the Royal Rumble, yeah, WWF Royal Rumble, all right? This was back when it was called the Dub Road Wrestling Federation and not the... WWE these days because damn it World Wildlife Foundation those pandas won on that one but the thing how this thing worked uh, is that I had these are these are back in the day when it was like pay-per-view and remember the pay-per-view stuff that shit cost like 60 bucks 70 bucks you know so and you know we were like in South Central LA you know a lot of people don't believe that because I'm alive but uh, you know this shit was going down and at the same time I had to make sure that we got to we got to pay for it, but also I was coordinating a lot of people to come. Like all the little Latinos in the neighborhood were coming over and stuff. We we're having like cokes and sprites, uh, but I, I also charged five dollar admission to kind of like kind of help that out. And then not only that, I came up with a gambling scheme for the Royal Rumble. It's a it's a thirty man battle royal, so you have to toss opponents, and the last person gets a championship at WrestleMania. And what we did is that we put everybody's names that was in the Royal Rumble in a hat and then everyone got names and if you got points based off of like so it even and the house got 10% all right just like Vegas y'all all right so we just want you to play um so that was like the first time where I was like oh wow okay this is how you bring people together all right uh it's because like my mom got the house clean so she was pretty happy about that you know and then you know Julio got a bunch of Sprite so and like now Julio's uh, on to coke all right, yeah. So uh, it's just trippy, like just seeing like how that was like my first kind of instance into kind of producing slash hosting. And so because of that, like I, I didn't know at the time, but I was like on a path to that. And I want to kind of flash forward to, I want to say 2012, 2011, when I, I actually probably like 2010, nine or something. I, I'm going way back. But uh, it was when I first started going to the brainwash. All right, uh, Mr. Sean, right? Uh, yeah, so the Brainwash was a nice little spot. Uh, it, we did comedy there. Like It got up to seven nights a week at one point. But we were once a night. And then good old gentrification fucked that all up. All right, but at the same time, it was cool being in that experience because I learned a lot. And in starting with just one show and then moving up to seven shows, 
uh, it was over 300 shows in a year. So there was a lot that went into that. And because of that, um, my main goal while I was there was to create producers. It wasn't about the comedians. It was about the producers, right? Like just letting you know at any show, the most important person is not the headliner. It's not the audience. It's the producer. So that's why we got to give a lot of love to Miss Pam Benjamin because she is the executive producer of this entire comedy festival. And it's, it's a lot of work. And a lot of people do not want to produce uh, because it's tough work. You know, like when it comes to comedians, there's a lot of comedians just like, When's my, when am I getting up? And that's it. That's all they really care about. They just worry about their seven, 10 minutes. And even that, they get nervous over it. You know, so it's like interesting seeing like what it is. But when you become a producer, you get to see where how the entire show flows. You know, you get to see where it is to be, where to put your talent and so forth, how to work with people. So uh, the tips I'm going to give here are, again, from all this collective like experience and knowledge. What you choose to do with it, that's up to you. All right. But at the same time, uh, I, it, it kind of worked for me for a while. And I, these days, like. I'm just uh, kind of helping out at OMG, running an open mic every Tuesday. And then uh, at one point, once things kind of open up more, I would like to kind of dabble back into producing again because it, it's, it's fun once you get a hang of it. All right. So um, the f it's going to break into at one section into hosting. But to start off, because it's the really back end, uh, we need to start with producing. All right. Uh, I like to say there are three P's in producing, uh, production, promoting, and performing, all right? Depending on how you want to work, you can do all three, or you could find people to help you out and be co-producers. If you're not like, if, if maybe you might have not be so confident talking to so many people, because a producer will have to talk to a lot of people. I think uh, Pam was sending out 15 emails before this shit. So uh, that just lets you know. Uh, with the production side, there are three parts to that. There is the pre-production, the show itself, and post, all right? In pre-production, uh, that's like organizing the venue. That's like doing, uh, like a booking the acts, you know, uh, figuring out what you're going to charge, all that stuff. That's the pre-pre-show. Uh, the actual show is obviously when it's go time, all right? That's what you build it up for, and that's what you're trying to do. And then the post-show is uh, if there's any breakdown, uh, if you're talking to audience members after a show, is also post because you never know if they might like come back you know do you have a newsletter you got social media what's going on and stuff so that way you get people constantly in your rotation all right with the promoting this one's probably for me too the toughest promotions suck because you do a lot of work and sometimes you do not get the payback um so some people have gotten it um i if you there are people who are just specific in being promoters uh if you could partner up with someone like that, I would highly suggest. Otherwise, you need to start to create your own little uh, Google world type of thing, all right? Like, don't think outside the box, think within your circles, all right? That's what's kind of, so kind of keep people going through. Uh, that promoting can be online. Uh, Pam has wonderful flyers and uh, posters here, which I would love to take one, Pam. That's basically, thank you so much. Um, and if you're gonna do paid promo, if you, like you could do all those tactics. It's all about what you feel would work for you. Uh, in the performing side, uh, that's going to be a lot of energy, a lot of focus, and a preparation, all right? When it comes to the performing side, again, there are people who are just strictly producers, and they are 
integral to the comedy scene. There are a lot that are producers slash comedians slash hosts, whatever you want to kind of branch them into. Uh, so with the promoting and performing, that can be kind of partnered out if you need to. With the production, though, that's going to fall, again, on the producer itself. So you really have to get that whole production side set first, but then you could do the shows and you can make the adjustments later. Uh, so to start off, you'd be lucky to get a lot of people. That'd be cool. Uh, there's been times where it was like, 